welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Gunnack for the NES. Gunnack was developed by Compile and published in Japan by Tonkin House for the Famicom in October of 1990. It was then published in North America by the ASCII Corporation in September of 1991. Now, we've mentioned Compile before and talked about them in a previous episode. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, well, for several... a different shoot 'em up. Well, they, yeah, they did the, we did Power Strike and they were also made Guardian Legend. Correct. And more famously, they're known for the Poyo Poyo series. Yeah, I'm sure that's their big moneymaker now. <laughs> oh, indeed. And uh, so this time I'm going to talk a tiny bit about the ASCII Corporation. Okay. Uh, they were a Japanese publisher and creator. They're best known back in the day for teaming up with Microsoft to bring the MSX platform to the world. Oh, okay. And if you're not familiar, the MSX is a computer standard, uh, very popular in Asian territories. Uh, extremely popular in Japan. And it was kind of like a set of standards like uh, DOS or whatever, where anyone can make a computer that was compatible in the MSX format. Yeah, I've never messed around with it. But whenever you read about like video game programmers or what, you know, they're always like the early 80s, you know, yeah, it's all MSX. They always at least messed around with it, you know. Indeed, that is where Konami and Hudson Soft both started uh, making games for the MSX series. And very famously, the very first Metal Gear, and the only one that uh, creator Kojima will honor is the MSX version. It is supposed to be the the the, the best version, you know? Indeed. And uh, it's one of those things that, you know, in America, we had basically the Commodore 64 was kind of our home computer, cheaper alternative for gaming. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very jealous of, you know, Japan with the MSX and Europe with ZX Spectrum. Because I think those systems were also a little cheaper, and they were just more widespread. Yeah, and I just, I mean, I didn't play a ton of Commodore 64 games. A friend of mine had one for a while. As, but As did my best friend. But of, of all the things I've seen from like MSX, you know, or I don't know, just those, the graphics or, or like the type of games you I, I saw on Commodore 64 were never like console games. They were like little arcade games, kind of, you know? Right. But I'm really just jealous of the fact that, you know, it was a system that you could play games on. But if you owned the system, then you could also create games for it. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I think that, you know, really shows why Japan was the center of the games industry for so long, because many young fans became game makers themselves. It's beautiful. And then uh, ASCII Corporation is also well known for the RPG Maker series. Oh, sure. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. They're still there's like a they're still making those to this day. I know you goofed around with one many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was pretty cool. You know, it was uh, it was fun. It's uh, very labor intensive, though. It's weird <laughs> when you realize, even if you're not programming, it's like, well, you have to put all these tiles down or do all these things. It's uh, pretty cool, though. Fun, fun stuff. Yeah, I think the most current version has sat in my uh, Steam store account wish list for a couple of years. And every once in a while, I'm like, oh, it's, it's down to 30 bucks. Yeah. 
I'm still not going to buy it, but one day I'll think about it. <laughs> when I have more time on my hands, I guess. Oh, yes. And if I if I hadn't had enough time lately, then who knows when I will. <laughs> one other note about uh, Gunnack itself is that there are slight variations between the Japanese and the American version. Some of these stages have been shortened a little bit for the American version. I think they did change up one of the bosses, and it has a different intro and ending. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that stuff there because I, I, I saw some there's ways to access those scenes, I guess. Oh, you cool. Do some codes, but I, I, I don't know. We'll talk about it later, but I, I, I forgot. I, I didn't do that. Nor did I. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Gun Knack? It's a vertical scrolling shoot 'em up. And sure is. It is, I mean, kind of the a quintessential yeah. shoot 'em up. It does everything you would expect one to do and really no more, but it does it very well. Uh, you know, your main way of interacting with the world is shooting things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like all good shoot 'em ups, you have many different modes of firing. You start out with a standard single shot. But you also have bombs in this game, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it's and you get uh, you can collect up to 20 bombs. Yes. And each time you hit the bomb button, you use one unless you've powered it up and then use more than one. Oh, does it use more than one? Yes. That's how sometimes you burn through them a lot quicker than you would imagine. I I was a little unclear about the powering up of things, you know, it's a little tricky and we'll get into that as best we can. So let's go ahead and talk about the upgrades right now we'll start with your your guns okay yeah you have your weapons one through five that will appear in orbs when you destroy things sometimes with, with a number on them there are also these little blue and orange smiley creatures that, that pop out yeah those are the the landers they've been in most of the compile games they're all blue and orange different, different ones yes and they also give you power-ups as well And like you said, each gun upgrade is signified by a different number. And you don't have to go in order. No, no, you can, yeah, you can switch guns anytime you see one that you want. um, But you can also power the guns themselves up by getting successive numbers of the, or the same number successively. Yes. Yeah, and it's a little confusing uh, worded there. But what basically we mean is that, let's say you have the number one. When you get another number one, it adds to the power level of that gun. Yeah. And so on and so forth up to five times. Yeah. And I'll point out here and I'll point it out again later. Um, watching a playthrough, there were uh, levels to the guns that I never saw. I saw most of them at least once, but um, towards the end, not nearly as much. <laughs> no, no. And let's start with number one. It is your angle shot. Yeah, it's just basically your your default little pew pew. You know, it starts off like that, but as you power it up, it starts to split and gain extra streams of projectiles. Yeah, you know, when you add uh, one more level one, you get two more lines at 45 degree angles. Uh, then they go sideways. And by the end, you have five angles with two behind you as well. Yeah, it's awesome. And event- they, they like... You'll get ones where it's like it shoots back at an angle and then turns and shoots forward again, you know, and uh, it's it's crazy. It's pretty cool because you can really fill up the screen with bullets. Yeah, it is indeed very crazy. And then we have the number two weapon. Not one of my favorites. No, it was one that I I, I avoided for a while, but then I kind of was like, uh, I don't know. There's some situations where it's it's useful. 
And in this one, you shoot large, you know, energy balls or fireballs. Yeah, these are very similar to the multi-directional shots from Guardian Legend, except yeah, now, they are not multi-directional. They only shoot forward. Right. And as you get more number twos, that increases the size of the fireball and yeah. the speed at which they're fired out. Mm -hmm. When you shoot it, it does have a secondary kind of, you know, these are little normal bullets, but they come out at a slightly downward angle from like halfway through the shot's path. So you get this weird where you're like shooting forward and then you're shooting kind of left and right out of that stream. Yeah. And then as you power it up, you can eventually get two streams of bullets coming out of the sides. Pretty cool. Yeah. And then we have number three, what I wanted to be the best, and that's the homing boomerangs or whatever they are yeah they definitely look like boomerangs uh whatever mm -hmm. they may be energy waves but it's not the most accurate homing weapon we've seen in games you know it it, it not at all it has a weird it has a not a very sharp turning arc so it, it can it can miss guys sometimes seen it just like orbit a guy until it moves you know yeah and it kind of um expands the same way the number one does as it comes out of you in different degrees around before it starts homing in as you power it up yeah till eventually you'll be shooting like six of them out at once and they'll all start homing i mean it's very useful in most situations but it's i don't know there, there are enough weird situations where it's totally kind of shuts this thing down that that so that it's always kind of like a meh weapon yeah I, my biggest problem with it is that when you are on screen with a lot of enemies it just can't keep up with them sometimes yeah or when you get these like there will be a few slow moving, really strong enemies, and they'll start sucking up these shots from this thing while all the little enemies are, you know, you're not keeping up pace with the waves of ships coming at you. Yeah. And then uh, number four is one that I did not like much at first, but kind of grew on me as time went on. And that is the flamethrower. Yeah, it's a huge flamethrower that shoots a jet out of the front of your ship. Mm -hmm. And as you power it up, it gains length and then eventually and then it, you'll get more shots you'll get like a double flamethrower right. and and eventually once you get the wing you know you'll have you can max out to three flamethrower beams one never coming, saw that oh man i i i wanted to it, it's super cool because you're the two beams to your left and right you know not only are they they're kind of spread out from your ship but they'll block your your sides Oh, man, that sounds great. It, it is. It's the best thing about it. But I, I couldn't get it super frequently, but it was really helpful. As you upgrade it, the flamethrower uh, beam gets wider as well. And it's very strong. It's very strong. But it does have an odd thing where certain enemies will kind of knock it back down towards you. Yeah, it's a weird because it auto fires kind of where it's just yeah. it's always coming out of your ship, but very short. And then when you press and you can hold it down, you press your fire button and it'll lengthen. And yeah, sometimes it just like it comes back down. But if you just repress your button again, it seems to go back to the top. So yeah, this is a very interesting take on the whole thing. Agreed. And then finally, we have the real super MVP, the number five, the lasers. Yes, uh, a pretty cool. Uh, it's a very strong weapon as well. Uh, uh, at first, it just shoots out some lasers straight ahead. Mm hmm. It's when you upgrade it, it really becomes way more powerful. Yeah, for sure, because you start getting, a th you get like a little spread of three lasers going forward, and then towards the end, you start getting five, <laughs> or I guess more than that, seven lasers where they come out of the sides and then shoot forward, so you get a little bit of side clearance there too. It's super useful uh, in screens where there's a lot of stuff coming in from the sides, because those will just clear out anything coming at you from those angles. 
Yes, and of course it is pretty strong as well. Yes. The only downside is that since they are spaced, sometimes things will get through in between them, or at certain bosses, it can be hard to line up your shots with them very well. It's true. It's true. Now, as you mentioned, there is another form of upgrade to your weapons and your ship, and that is the wing. Yeah, it extends your ship, which, uh, well, I guess extend isn't the right word, but it's like your your ship gets larger and you have, you can not only take an extra hit, which will lose you the wing, but, and it, it also powers up your weapon by one level as well. Yeah. And it's really cool because normally you're just like a cool little ship. Once you get the wing, which looks just like your ship, but is like glowing, it adds two pods to the side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome. And then if you get another wing while you have it, it doesn't give you more defense. It just beefs up your weapons more. Yeah, they're the the wing is the most valuable power up you find, or at least I thought so. So much, so much so. And then you will also find little peas flying around the level. Yes, power up chips. And those upgrade your attacks, but not the amount of the number of projectiles you spit out. Is that correct? I think so. It's it's hard. Like I said, I was a little unclear because, you know, you you change your weapons by when you keep getting the same number and powering it up, right? And then the P's mm-hmm. level something up. And I think that's making each individual, say, boomerang or yeah. uh, bullet stronger. Yeah. And but as we'll see later, there's kind of a in between levels, there's a little store section where you can buy some items. And when you're you can buy weapons and it'll say what level your weapon is. But I've seen it go up to eight when I was looking at a playthrough. And I was like, what? How do you get that? Like, I think that's the P level. Right, right. But I, I don't really know either, sadly. I, I don't know. It was just kind of unclear. <laughs> but And uh, if you're wondering, why didn't we just look it up online? It's because there's very little information about this game online. Yeah, it's it's kind of a hidden gem, I guess. Uh, I haven't heard a lot about it. I, indeed. I I was made aware of it by my son, and I don't even know how he found out about it. I mean, I've heard of it, but I just hadn't yeah checked it out so, yet. So in addition to all those cool gun upgrades, you have bombs. And that's your other button is your bomb button. And like you said, you have a finite supply of bombs. Each time you pick up a bomb icon, one more gets added to your count. And it's a little weird because let's say you get uh, and they're all done by letters, F, W, B and T. Mm -hmm. And let's say you get it one F and then you get a W. What changes your bomb to W, but then you'll have two bombs total. So it's so (laughs) I never discriminated i just always got every bomb i could see pretty much oh yeah me too um there there was a brief point in mid game where i remember being like oh I, I actually i have 20 bombs so i'm going to pick one type and then just you know until i use it i'm not you know what i mean i'm going to hold on to that but i i mostly was just grabbing them all all right and the first one is the f bomb dropping f bombs and it is like a fire circle yeah a very fast one and it's pretty cool because, uh, you know, since it is a big ring of fire on the screen, anything that crosses that ring takes a lot of damage or gets destroyed. Yeah, and it hangs out for a couple seconds, too. It's not just a flash. I found it to be good for slow-moving bosses as well. Uh, definitely, yeah. And, you know, it can make a little safe zone. A lot of projectiles get stopped by it. And I think upgraded, uh, the final version of this has two circles. Is that right? Yeah, they're, they kind of like overlap like a Venn diagram. Indeed, they do of death. And we should mention that when you're using this bomb, as well as any bombs, you know, while it's yeah. active for a few seconds, your weapon reverts to its weakest form where you're just got your little pew pew laser again. 
So it is quite a hand uh, trade-off sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Fire Circle, I would say that's one of my medium favorite bombs. Yeah. Uh, next up is the W, which I guess stands for water bomb. I would I would guess that. And when you fire that, well, a giant drop of water goes up the screen and then rain falls down and it's like a whole screen attack. Yeah, that as you level it up as well, it you, you get like more drops that go up. And I guess it's just more frequent or faster droplets yes. coming down. Um, pretty good. Seems like a, a screen clearer. It is a little weak. I think I found, you know, it doesn't always clear the biggest ones right away. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely super handy when things are crazy hectic. For sure. Uh, then we have the B. Yeah, I don't know what this B is because it makes a, <laughs> a It's my tornado? least favorite. <laughs> yeah, a Blornado. And <laughs> it basically is just a wave of energy that goes, you know, left and right, back and forth across the screen. But that is, I don't like it because, like you said, you are reverted to your weakest gun when using it. Mm -hmm. And it's only hitting a small amount of things as it goes. Yeah, as it makes its way, you know, it is a full screen column, but it like, it's kind of weird. Uh, whenever I would use it, I would try to move with it to use that to, you know, I could switch sides if I was about to get hit. Yeah. But it's a little more, I don't know. I mean, it's better than nothing. Indeed. And then our final bomb is the T-bomb. And at first, I wasn't a fan of it either, but I really grew to like it a lot as the game went on. Yeah. And it's, it's like a lightning bomb. Yeah, yeah. Or thunder, maybe. Ooh, let's go with thunder. Thunder. Yeah, and it just summons basically, or a lightning bolt kind of shoots out of your ship at a at a angle and then bounces around the screen at like at the off angles of you know at diagonal angles but it's such a tight and fast set of angles and movement that it does a great job of killing pretty much anything moving around yeah it's it's another one that's up there with you know will clear pretty much the whole screen and i feel like it's a little stronger than the water bomb i could see that i, I know that when you power it up you get a second lightning bolt comes out at the same time it is pretty awesome and then there is uh just one other item to mention and that is the little pill the flashing pill this is the enemy eraser another returning hit from guardian legend and it does exactly what you would think yes it kills everything on the screen in one fell swoop and it you know it's a little infrequent but man is it handy when you see it oh definitely oh you do also get money sometimes that's true i lied there is money but i will uh use this point to say that the rom i was using for this game was corrupted or something and i had already loaded it onto my uh nes mini and i was too lazy uh -huh. to get a, a different one so my text was all garbled during the oh. shop scenes oh, no. so i just kind of like i use i watched a playthrough to memorize what was where and then as time went on i was just like whatever i'm just gonna spam hit, hit things a bunch until i leave with a bunch of weapons <laughs> sweet so you do get money uh, from those money bags as you go through a level. Yeah. And as you said, you get to spend it in between them. Yeah, you get $3 for every money bag. And I don't think your money carries over from area to area. Okay. Because you can, I'm trying to think of all the options. You can buy weapons where it presents you with a little uh, choice of buying, it, you know, you can change your weapon basically to any of the one through five weapons or buy a wing there all for ten dollars a piece and that wing is the real the yeah. real the thing I, I went for every time agreed that now when i watched a playthrough someone way better than me they were doing this crazy stuff where they're spending their money on all these weapons and you know and i, I didn't understand why so it's really made me doubt my <laughs> my understanding of this game where i was like wait why are they using all their money there um regardless you can also upgrade your turbo power 
and that's for $6. And this is very confusing, I thought, because to me, I was like, okay, that's upgrades your movement of your ship, right? But that's not what it does. It actually, I was like, I don't think so. No, it upgrades your rate of fire, and that's across all weapons. So that's the one that you want to just max out as soon as you can, or it seems that way. Maybe, maybe some listeners know what they're doing better than I. Okay, it's all starting to make a little more sense to me now. And then finally, you can drop bombs, which <laughs> it, it's weird because you're basically you'll choose a bomb type, and then you can choose a level. And you choose, you know, one through eight. So you choose like area five, right? And then when you get to area five, you'll just, when you get to the shop before that level, it'll be like, here, you, here's three bombs you, you put here earlier. Oh, okay. Now I thought a lot more things are making sense. Yeah. I didn't understand it really because I was like, I thought that meant there would be, there'd be like extra bombs in the level itself right but it's not it just so since your money doesn't carry over i believe that's a way of seeding it forward yeah so if you're just like well i got and that costs four dollars per bomb so if you have four or eight bucks left over you're not going to use you might as well throw an extra bomb in the future okay cool now this game does have lives it does you start with three and then you gain extra lives through points yeah you'll get your first one up at thirty thousand points the next one at a hundred thousand and then every 100,000 beyond that. Okay, cool. And then uh, most importantly, this game also has continues. Yeah, infinite continues. And you will probably need them. Yeah. Because <laughs> luckily they, they start you back at the beginning of the level. Yes, yes. And it also has a uh, an option screen at the beginning, which is kind of funnily named config.sys. But inside it, I believe, okay, I remember I saw some codes for a level select, but I did not use mm-hmm. them, right? But in this menu, there is one. It just says area. It starts at one, and you can just choose it. I think you can start at whatever level. I don't. I didn't mess around with it because I didn't notice it till I was already done. Yeah. But it also it has a sound test, and then it has these these two options you can choose where it's you can turn on or off bullet ricochet. I couldn't tell what it did. I did try to experiment with that as well as there's this other priority option you have where it says prioritize sprite or speed and oh that's really interesting yeah i was messing with those and i i really couldn't tell the difference but so maybe a cartridge commando out there does know so yeah drop us a line if you do my guess would just be you know it would give uh yeah priority to the flicker of your sprite or the speed of the movement of your yeah your ship that's what i was thinking but i was like man it doesn't seem to I mean, it, whatever it was doing, I couldn't really tell from the first level, you know? That seems a later, like a later level thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, you can change the speed of your ship by pressing select. You'll Like toggle, anytime? Yeah, you'll toggle through like, you can go up to four or five. A little number comes out of your ship that tells you what speed level you're at. I never went beyond two, though. I, I was, the screens were too full to be, you know? <laughs> Man, I felt real dumb about that one. Well, I, I only knew that, okay, because I was trying to figure out what that turbo power did in the supply shop, and that led me to here, because I was like, doesn't it just power up your move? And then, luckily, there was a forum thread that someone asked the same question. Wow. Well, I can't wait to try these things I've just learned out when I play <laughs> this again. <laughs> Nick, this is a lesser known company from a lesser known company and a game that no one ever talks about. So is there anything worth looking at in its manual? 
<laughs> not really. This is a this is a rough manual, man. And, and it really it's tricks a, you. A, that's a shame because there's some info I would have loved to have known. <laughs> you and me both, man. But so this is an oddity in that it is a full size, like a Super Nintendo size manual. It's not the little half manual of the NES days. Oh, so like book size, not, not pamphlet size. Uh, yes. And it is in color, um, and it does have some screenshots, so that's cool. Wow. There's, like, no art at all. Uh, There's a map of this galaxy, a picture of that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, And it it has a story section where it talks about the weird story to this game. All I know is that you are Gunnack. Yeah, yeah. Well, here, okay, it actually does something pretty cool here where, okay, it it tells you the story, and it's uh, at length, too, and it's a very basic story, so. But you're far away on the other end of the galaxy. In the Iota Synthetica solar system, which is a artificial planets around an artificial sun built by the Galactic Federation. Okay. And everything I know was... about that artificial sun from the ending of the game. Yeah, yeah. So everything was peaceful until a cosmic energy field came through and animated all of the machines and objects to attack the people. Like in the factories start making like uh, weapons and ships and robots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So and the it, bank starts making yeah. evil gold bars. Well, it's basically maximum overdrive in space. Okay, cool. But here, the, the funny part is that the Galactic Federation calls Commander Gunnack to report. and But then it has this little blurb where it's like, Commander Gunnack's hard to get. So this manual is your written orders. So it's like you are Gunnack, the reader. I like that. Yeah, I did too. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of cool. Uh, and by the way, I, I meant to mention this earlier, but I learned that the... The name Gunnack is like a portmanteau of two other games. It's Gunhead and Xanak. Oh, yeah, okay. For whatever that means. But even though it's really, it's the name of the captain. So it does go through uh, some of the items. It tells you about the orange and blue landers, which are named, the orange one is named Garbon Zo, <laughs> and the blue one is Lyman 3. Whatever. Not Lyman Bean? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I was kind of like, what that? I don't know. This manual is full of some weird puns, especially... The names of all the levels have weird pun names. Cool. Um, but I'll tell you what it doesn't tell you is any of your controls at all. <laughs> There's not even a picture of the, the the controller. It does not describe any of the weapons. It tells you it's like there are five different weapons you get from these pods. It has a picture of the number four. It doesn't tell you what any of your bombs do Man. at all. So I was like, uh, none of the information. It doesn't mention the turbo power. Or no, no, no. Okay. So the shop, in the shop, it says turbo power for your firing rate upgrade but in the manual it calls it like firepower so i was like well what is it like that's what started my search gotcha but yeah other than that nothing nothing else there's your level preview where you get a screenshot and a goofy name but yeah it's rough man it's like at first it looked promising because it was being goofy and funny but they really dropped the ball on no info on controls at all dang Well, Nick, what was your personal history with Gunnack? I I did not have one. I, I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power a little bit, or I, I knew of it, but never played it. I remember the name, and that's about it. Uh, my son, he somehow found this game and really latched onto it when he was in his uh, shoot-em-up groove, mm-hmm. and he's been a big proponent of it. And, yeah, I think, uh, uh, I think I remember him saying something to me about it one time, and I, I meant to play it to check it out. I also a lot of times uh, would get it confused with Gunbird. Oh, okay. 
which is a very different game. So then, what was your more recent experience with Gunnack? Um, well, I beat this game. As did uh, I. And you did not save state once, right? I save stated um, in between levels. That was my original plan, to save state only at the beginning of levels, which I did manage to do until the last two levels. Yeah, well, yeah, because like, the okay, the first time I played this game, I was like, I'll just screw around and see what's up, you know? And I got to like the fourth level, like without even dying, like where I was like, oh, this is going to be an easy game. And and I, I feel yeah. like it is for the first half of it. But then like starting at level six, where I was like, oh, crap, like, wow, there's about four times as many things on this screen. Well, it, yeah. And um, so kept grinding at those levels bit by bit. I would play for like 10 or 15 minutes throughout the yeah. day. So but I it took me about a day for each, you know, probably about two hours, hour and a half, two hours of just playing like level six, seven, and eight a piece. Like they were all a separate day for each level. So Yeah. And I would end up saving at the, like the mini bosses mm-hmm. before and after. That was my thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to gotcha. save at the beginning of this mini boss. I'm going to save after the mini boss and then save before the boss. And then, yeah. At one point I was thinking about saving like as I was going, but it's just, it's too hectic. Yeah. There's nowhere to do it, you know? <laughs> um, and I did use this. There's a trick you can use where if you continue, say, you can get a free weapon at the store when you go in with no money. Oh, cool. Or if you hold like left and select, because normally you'll just scroll through. It'll tell you like, you don't have any money, blah, blah, blah. Here's four bombs. But if you hold left and select, it'll let you go to the actual shopping menu. And then even though you don't have any money, it'll let you buy a weapon or a wing. (laughs) So I don't know. It was weird because it wouldn't work successive times. Like if I continued again, I couldn't get it to work. I could only get it to work once. And then I, from each like safe state, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I got you there. Well, I, I just use that same file. So, right. Right. And that wasn't to say I would, you know, I, I got a lot of free men, but I lost a lot of men as well, especially towards the end of the game. Yeah. But I also beat it. And, uh, I think I, I ended up playing this, Oh, about four times total, but each time was a good hour or so. Yeah. Right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to say that I really, really love the gun and bomb power up system in this game. I just wish that I could have seen the final stages of more of these guns. <laughs> the ones I chose at the early levels, I, I think I got to see one or two of them. But after level four or five, I, I never had anything long enough to see its final form factor. Yeah, it. there is a point where it's like many shooters, you know, when you're fully powered up and die and you're like, ah, oh, crap. Now the real battle begins, you know, <laughs> like you yeah, work your way back up there and it's tough, man. It is. But I will say, I feel like this game is a lot more fair than say your life forces or, or gradiuses where, you know, they're throwing a lot more power ups at you all the time. It may not yeah, be the yeah. one you want. It may not be that number you would had your you know heart set on. But you're going to get one of those numbers, and you're going to get more bombs constantly. Yeah, yeah. They give you a good supply. Um, sometimes it feels like too much because it's like the screen is so full of things. And I'm like, you know, even if I'm maxed out, I'm just like, I, I need to get these things off the screen because, well, it took me a while to to learn to resist that, you know? Yeah. And I'll, also many times, even though I have a gun I really love, it doesn't matter because 
if I want to get away from the thousands of bullets that are on the right hand side of the screen, I'm going to go over the homing missile or the flamethrower or whatever. Right. I yeah. don't have a choice. Well, and you know, like you're saying, when these or we both mentioned before, you know, this game throws a lot of things at you at once, and it really does not seem to have much flicker or slowdown. I could say almost no slowdown at all. Uh, you do get a little bit of flicker and an odd thing where when there's way too many things on the screen, some of the numbers disappear on the uh, gun items. Oh, okay. See. Or I think the lettering from the bombs as well. I See, I didn't run up against that. I, I saw that on a, a Let's Play or a playthrough, but I assumed it was one of these weird 30 frames per second thing where it's, it's missing frames. Because it's mm. flashing, you know what I mean. But I, I so I, I didn't see that myself. But but yeah, it's still like like I would have liked some slowdown at certain points <laughs> where I was like, please, like yeah, there's so much going on. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing to me how many enemies and bullets they could put on the screen at once, and this be a, a Nintendo game. Yeah, yeah, like you would think this would be a, this glitchy, flickery mess, but they really pulled it off, man. Yeah. And uh, another thing that adds to that is the insanity of just the sheer number of different enemies that you're fighting throughout the game. Yes, you have. a It's very goofy enemy designs for the most part, too. And not only the goofy, but they're just varied. I mean, you don't see, you know, if you're fighting the same 10 things over and over again. There's got to be at least like 20 or 30 different enemies in this game. Oh, yeah. And and I mean, a lot of it, I, I think, is like reskinned where it's like it's the same enemy, but it looks different. But I mean, th even within that, it's like there's still at least 15 enemy behaviors that you're fighting, you know, or types. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And it always keeps you on your toes because, man, you see a whole new set of things. and You're like, I don't know what any of this is going to do to me. I don't know how it's going to react. I don't even realize I can hit that thing that's in the foreground, which let's talk about that real quick. There's a lot of enemies that are stationary that you're flying over or things you can go blow up on the ground. In addition to all the moving creatures that are flying around. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a crowded game, <laughs> but in the best way, you know, like in, in the bullet hell sense. Yeah. Yes. And I believe, okay, I never took advantage of this on purpose, but I did read that you do get like a second of or a couple frames of invulnerability whenever you pick up an item that's not money. Yeah. And I, I never did it on purpose, but I did realize that a little bit when I was like, I think I should have died there. Or yeah. <laughs> why do I still have my, my guns or my, my wings on? Well, some, sometimes I would lose, I wouldn't even realize I got hit. <laughs> oh, I would say towards the end of the game, at least half the time, I would not realize what had knocked off my wings. Well, because you're, I'm like, you're always looking at something else, or you're trying to plan. You're like, okay, I'm just going to swoop around here, and then I, I look down. I'm like, where did my other lasers go? Like, oh, yeah, because this is not a game where you can just sit back at the bottom part of the screen towards the middle and you know pick off things as they come. No, you'll find you have enemies coming from all directions. Uh, it's really nice that they give you so many weapons that shoot backwards or at least a little bit, <laughs> so you can or, or to the side. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I was a little stingy with bombs until the end. But uh, no, I embraced the bombs early on. In fact, many levels, I'd be like, I would run out of bombs at the boss. Oh, yeah, just blast them. Well, yeah, I mean, just because I, I only was going into the boss with maybe three or four, because I, oh. whenever things got real hairy, I would not hesitate to drop a bomb or two. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Um, I did think that the bosses, and especially the mini bosses, were in general pretty easy. Yeah, uh, they're all very slow, and you know, a lot of them is just avoidance. There's not a lot of uh, strategy, I don't think, to most of them. 
Well, you've been through so much to get there that just having one enemy that you're just like, okay, I can do this. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, they all are very interesting. That's for sure. There's some really crazy boss designs in this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or more wacky than anything else. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the music of the game, which, you know, sadly, it suffers uh, very badly from shoot 'em up syndrome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty good, but for the most part, you just hear the constant pew pew of your own laser beams. Definitely. But which is unfortunate because it is a pretty solid soundtrack, I'd say. Yeah, I think the lasers are the worst offender of that one. Yeah, well, you get that real high zing zing. Yeah. And then uh, and as we talked about earlier, when we were talking about the weapons at a certain point, I can no longer just be tied to the one weapon I wanted to use. So you really have to go with the flow and learn how to use all the weapons in this game. Oh, for sure. I in the earlier levels, too, where, you know, I would tell myself, I'm like, look, just check out all these guns. Just stick with this number. But I just couldn't resist. I liked there's a good variety of weapons and it's always fun to see what they do when you, you know, are powering up. Yeah. And I mean, not knowing how high the levels of power ups went, I was always amazed at how much bigger and more insane the weaponry got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that really in a, a, a nice chapter in the manual could have solved this where I'm like, I wish I could really see for sure how this these power up systems truly work, you know? Yeah, I think I'm close, but I'm not sure. And it's hard to test because, you know, this game does not give you a heads up display or, you know, we don't really talk about it much. You just get a few like it tells you what number weapon you have. Right. And your bomb you have how many what bomb, how many bombs and how many lives and your score. That's it. Yeah. So it's it's very minimalist, which in a way is nice because it opens up the screen for more action. But having something just to see, like, I don't know. What level of the weapon I'm at or anything, I agree, could could have added a little bit. And, and you know how earlier I was like, I don't think the money carries over because you don't see your money until you are in between levels at all. So you don't even know. Yeah, at first I thought it was tied to my score, yeah. but then I realized it was not. Yeah, yeah. folks this is it the level by level portion of our show and this game has eight levels and most of these are split into two parts yeah and with most shoot 'em ups we really can't go play by play in these levels so we're going to point out some of the fun enemies you fight but more talk about these wacky bosses you're going to encounter yeah there's a lot of weird stuff in here oh yeah uh level one do they give you the names of these levels you said they were puns right yes they do these are planets and this one is lunaris well you start out in space and another thing I didn't mention uh, during the general chat that I wished I did was that this game does a really good job uh, of giving you a sense of speed when you're over land. Yeah, I mean, it's scrolling fast. It makes it, you know, it is a pretty visually impressive game in that way, you know? Oh, yeah. And at first, you're just flying through space, fighting a lot of, you know, standard space enemies, even ones that come in in waves and groups together. Uh, you know, you might be thinking at this point, this is a pretty, stand pretty standard shoot 'em up Yeah. But it's then when you get... Um, and then you are basically like on a cratered moon type surface. Yes, it's a brown moon where you'll get these like big craters that look empty. But when you shoot them, they explode and there's a little goofy face in there. I love that face. And then there's also moon rabbits. Tons of them. Now, that's a Japanese thing, right? Um, yeah, it's an East Asian thing. Instead of the man on the moon, there's this mm. a rabbit on the moon. Gotcha. And there's plenty of rabbits on this moon. Yeah, and carrots. All kinds of carrots that shoot heat-seeking carrots. Yep, yep. It's a lot of fun stuff. 
And then halfway through, you have your first mini boss. And what would you say this boss is, Nick? Uh, a sphere, an orb, some sort. Yeah, It's like a planetoid or some sort. Yeah. And it opens up and shoots out a little wave of shots at you. Yep. And then otherwise, it just kind of slowly follows you around. So it's just about luring it so you can get enough room to get underneath and shoot it when it opens. Because you can only shoot it when it is opened up. Yeah. The second half of the level is more of... You get some like green Techno City looking domed things after a while. Yes. But a lot of more of the same enemies until you get to the boss of this area. And that is the Bunny of the Moon. It's a giant, yeah, a giant rabbit tank. It's will... awesome looking. Yeah. It shoots uh, missiles and shots at you while spawning little carrot, smaller carrot rabbits. Missiles. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it shoots carrot missiles. And then it also spawns some little rabbits that come out to either side of it now one thing i do like about this game that uh it carries over from the last compile game we played and that is that when you are at a boss it also randomly gives you power-ups throughout the boss fight yeah you'll see some landers make appearances and stuff to so that's can be nice yeah because if you do die at the boss then you're not just up against it with nothing for the rest of the fight right right uh once you destroy the boss you get a bunch of points the area is cleared, and then you take off and fly out of here. Yeah, you can, you know, and since you're in between levels, you can buy anything you have money for. Otherwise, you move on to Area T, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Area 2, Magma P. Magma I, P. I think it's P. It's Magma P-E-E-I. Magma okay. P. Maybe it's Magma P1. Maybe. And it is a, a green planet full of vicious candles and all kinds of weird... Uh, it's so hard to describe many of the enemies of this game because they are just abstract shapes and whatnot. Well, this one you'll see. Well, I I always read as like those like squarish fuel canisters coming out. Uh, there's some yeah. like lava pools later. So and volcanoes. I, yeah, yeah. So I think that's you know they're or and later on in this level you'll see those like where it looks like a factory that's like spouting fire out the top. It's on the ground. You can blow those up. Pretty cool. Yeah, and then eventually you're just hanging out over a giant magma field. Yeah. Now, this level, and I think the first one, has some enemies that do some really cool, like, rotational or flipping of the sprite animation. Yeah. That looks way more advanced than it should be. It's good stuff, man. But you do have your first mini-boss, which is kind of a weird machine. Yeah, it's a squarish, like, red robot ship thing. There's a bunch of missiles, I think, big missiles coming in off screen, but it, like, opens up and shoots at you, kind of. It's it's kind of vague-looking. It is. Uh, again, most of these bosses, you can only hurt when they have their whatever exposed or whatnot. Yeah. Defeat that and you move on. More of the same till the end of the level where you fight a very strange boss. Some sort of man. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a gnome or something. It's like a person with very large arms and a head. And fists. Yeah. And it's charging around the room. It has some shots that it kind of go behind it and then fall down towards you. And for most of these bosses, your real goal is to just lure them to the top of the screen so you can get below them and get as many shots off of them mm -hmm. at them before they reach the bottom and you and then kind of do that loop again yes which is um a nice respite from dodging wave after wave of projectiles indeed once again you're back at the shop and then you move on to level three level three is atlanta georgia really yeah, georgia is spelled j-o-r-j-a though strange uh it is <laughs> <laughs> it is a water level yeah and this is actually one of the first levels I did encounter a little bit of resistance because this is the first time where you're not just uh, going to be shooting everything you can because there's these bubbles that pop up. And if you shoot them, they break into smaller bubbles. 
Oh, that's true. Shoot all of them, then it, the screen is just overwhelmed. As well as there are these, you'll see um, under the water surface, you'll see this like bubbles and stuff, you know, where there's a fish down there that won't jump up until you actually fly close to it. So I hate you, those guys. Yeah. And so if you have like the homing weapon here, it'll just like hover around those until you go and you have to get close to the fish to make it pop out to where it can hurt it. So I don't know. I, I found that weapon. This is where I was like, nope, no more of that. Yeah, that's why I learned. This is where I learned that lesson as well. Exactly. And uh, there's also a bunch of like aircraft carriers. Yeah, they look like almost World War II ships. It kind of reminds me of 1943. It, uh, very much so. Uh, and then your mini boss is another strange one. It's a like a sea gypsy a mermaid, I guess. I don't know something. But she doesn't look like a mermaid is the thing. No, she looks like a mermaid, like with no arms. or something. I don't know. It's well, weird. she has arms, but you blow them off. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And then you blow her up. Yeah. And the, the, all the while, she's just like shooting out balls at you. Yeah, this is yeah another easy mini boss. Very. Uh, the second half of the level really speeds up and you are just flying forward. Uh, there's a bunch of these like umbrellas and then flipping <laughs> tiles that seem invincible, but aren't. I just no, never messed with them. They're just very strong. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's a squid, right? You fight the giant squid. Big red squid. Uh, it has two kind of patterns where it comes out and shoots bullets in all eight directions. Its head, you can shoot mm -hmm. it, and then it will go underwater. And then, what, like four or five, like maybe six tentacles come up out of the water. Yep, that's when you use your bomb. You can, yeah, oh yeah, you can blow those up as well. You don't want to let them build up, but it's hard to do so. No, and it's a cool boss because it does uh, change things up from most of the other major bosses in this game. Yeah. But you defeat it, you get to swing by your shop and move on to the next level. This is a forest level and it is called Log, Loggy Art, Log Ert. I don't know. It's it's spelled L-O-G-E-A-R-T. And like you said, it is a uh, woodland forest that you're flying over. You're being attacked by logs and trees that shoot leaves at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is one of the first times i think we'll see an enemy that i hate where it you know it has many guises where it's a kind of larger ship or something will come in to the screen you'll have a few uh -huh. seconds to blow it up before it explodes into a ring of rocks or whatever that then like move right at you yes uh only uh those are super annoying as are the first appearance of the things that appear in a ring around you and then home mm -hmm. in on you as well yeah, here they're like logs and branches and stuff, but we'll see lots of different, you know, machine parts or things later in different levels that just you see them fade in around you and you got to move and shoot them before they get you. And the mini boss is a giant evil acorn. Yeah. Okay. I, I was thinking, I was like, is this an acorn or like a trilobite? Weird. It's a weird thing. But... I think it's an acorn with like a propeller on the back of it. That's what it, it seems like, as weird as it is. But. And it has a bunch of little acorns that like spin around it and also try to attack you. Pretty easy. Yes, but also pretty funny. And then the boss of this level is also bizarre, and it is a tree man. Yeah, it's a weird, I called it a wood golem. The funniest part is that it happens in space. Yeah, yeah. It, you like leave the forest, <laughs> go to space, and then you fight the tree golem. It moves moves around the screen and it, it shoots at you, but it also like extends its arms. So watch out for those. In a really creepy way, but it also like uh like just barfs tree stuff at you. <laughs> yeah. Like it's got two holes in its chest that like your standard energy balls shoot out at you, but then it stops and out of its mouth just comes a spew of brown tree pieces. It's very unsettling. Something. Yeah, yeah. Tis bizarre. It is very bizarre. 
Um, I found this guy to be a little harder than the other ones uh, bosses before because there's just so many projectiles on the screen. Yeah, I see. Really, it was up until well the next level to where I'm like, man, I've barely even been hit. Like I'm all my my guns are maxed out. So you're just like this wave of destruction. So it was able to you know roll through pretty well. Well. La di da, Mr. Braggadocious, <laughs> but I wasn't in such a wonderful position, uh, especially not moving on to Area 5. Yes, this is Mega De Niro or De Niro. I wonder if he's related to Bobby De Niro. <laughs> Bobby De Niro? I hope so. And this is a, another strange idea for level because you are flying inside a giant space bank. I guess, yeah. At some points, the background is literally dollar bill stacks, but... Most of the time, you know, you're fighting all these weird like deposit boxes and safes and rolls of coins. All kinds of coins are being thrown at you. Gold bars start flipping at you. It is truly bizarre. Yeah. And then, of course, like you would think at a money themed level, the mini boss is a cat. <laughs> yes, it is. It's uh, pretty Which, easy. I think it just spawns those, okay. it spawns like a, a ring well, of eight coins around you. Not just any cat, Nick. This is the lucky cat. Oh, yes. Uh, you've seen it in many an Asian shop window. It is, yeah. Or yeah, if, yeah. you know, you have uh, weeb children like myself, there could <laughs> be one in one of their bedrooms. Oh, snap. Nerd alert. Uh, but, you know, its main attack, like you said, is it summons these coins that suck in, but you've already dealt with this attack just in the levels beforehand. Yeah, and you can destroy them once they materialize, so it's not hard. <laughs> no, yeah, that's why I felt like this mini boss, not a problem at all. Now, once you defeat it, though, you get... Fly right back into the bank uh, where you get to fight some more coins, uh, trophies, because I guess they're made out of gold also. Yeah, trophy cups. It does have the very annoying thing where there's these like spikes that come out of the, the bank vaults. Yeah. You can destroy them, but man, when there's so many things on the screen, uh, they, they can be a big pain in the butt if you don't pay attention to them. Yeah, just avoid them. And then finally, we get to the boss of this bank level, and it is a weird golden robot. Yeah, it's a kind of mechanical looking like robot. Mm -hmm. An automaton, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it does shoot some projectiles at you. But the, the hardest part about this boss is that it like the floor, it animates like parts of the floor. You'll see like two chunks of like four tiles that will then shoot up out. You got to dodge those. Yeah, I had a really hard time with this boss until I uh, realized you could kind of just hide in the top middle and it could never hit you there, really. Oh, okay. Which is totally useless unless you have a gun that shoots behind you, which I did, and it took forever because it was very weak. <laughs> well, hey, it works, right? It's It slowly worked. This boss is actually kind of tough, I thought. It's, it's one of the tougher ones in the game. Uh, for sure. Once you defeat it, though, you move on to level six. <laughs> okay. So I've been trying to figure out what this is a reference to, okay? Okay. It is Archiendi Smith. I think that's how I'm saying it. It's spelled A-R-K-I-E-N-D-Y Smith. I, I tried searching. I, I got for, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is there like a, you know, this level's kind of a ruins theme. So I thought maybe there's like Arky or there's so, someone named like Ark. Here's what I'm going with. Kennedy. Is this a really long stretch for an Indiana Jones reference? That's the, I was like, it does kind of have to say Indy in there. I don't know. That's another one out there. Help us. Cartridge command. Smith is a lot like Jones. And in this level, you are kind of going through ruins and destroying ancient artifacts a la Indiana Jones. That's right. Yeah. You get some some weird enemies like jars and they look like potion bottles and such. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's also very strange because any holes in the level just show uh, empty space with stars in it. It's depressing, man. It's holes in the ground. Yes. Uh, there are like ruins that look like they could be vaguely uh, 
South American. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, at this point, there is a lot of stuff flying in from every angle. Every ship shoots multiple bullets. You're constantly on your toes. Yeah, yeah. And there's frequently some of the worst enemies are ones where they they come in a line down the left or right side of the screen and then arc in at the bottom. So, oh, yeah, ah, it, they're so annoying. And then you get to the mini boss. Another weird one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this mini boss is, well, it looks kind of like a robot baby thing. Yeah, it looks like some weird ancient statue, I thought, like a real primitive. Well, it is. It, it is a real ancient statue. And I only know this because you can get it in Animal Crossing. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know what it's called or where it's from, but it is a real ancient statue somewhere. And you can get it and put it in your museum uh, in Animal Crossing. And I was like, oh, my God, it's that thing. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> help me funny. say what it is, but it's yeah. a, a real ancient statue. And you fight it as a mini boss. Uh, it is a little hard uh, in some ways because in addition to shooting a projectile, it shoots a laser beam out of its belly and head vertically. Yes. And if you can really trap you in the corners with that thing. It can. This is maybe the hardest mini boss. Yeah, I found it extremely hard because also I had the lasers when I was fighting it. Yeah. And it's really quick, so it's hard to get underneath it to shoot it. Mm-hmm. So I was really just like banking on like trying to hit it with my side lasers, and it was not working out very well. Mm. It can be tough. Uh, you defeat it and move on, and then you get to fight, of well, lots of jars and pots. And whatever, uh, back to Animal Crossing, yeah. whatever they based their gyroids on, which is a traditional uh, Japanese spirit thing, you fight a bunch of those as well. Yeah, they, it looks kind of like uh, like a fire hydrant with a face, you know, <laughs> like popping out of the ground, it shoots at you, as well as rocks. Yeah, they are based on Hanewa. Uh, they are a Japanese clay figure that was uh, buried alongside the dead in, in ancient graves. Mm. Well, I'm glad we could so, blow it up. I guess that means in Animal Crossing, when, when you find gyroids in the ground, you're digging up ancient graves? Animal Crossing, grave digger. Yeah, weird. And then, <laughs> you know, like you said, this level is when they really pack on those missiles that come in and explode into the rings of rocks. And you'll be fighting four or five of them at a time. They're the worst. Um, it says bombs away. I, I got to this boss with yeah. zero bombs thanks to those rocks. I can see that, man. Um, if you have the flamethrower, if you can get the side beams, they can tear those rocks up pretty well to where you won't have to worry about them. You know, but it's like even if you dodge them, they come at you so fast that you're now halfway up the screen vertically. So And it's hard to get back down to the bottom. Where, oh, yeah. Especially when you don't realize that you can change your speed. By yeah. hitting select. Oh, it's it's it helps, but it's also hard to control sometimes. Yeah. Now the boss of this level is a giant Hanawa. Yeah. This is a pretty easy boss, so yeah, because uh I mean it pops out of the ground and then I think when it pops out it shoots a bunch of rocks out. But I mean it, you can destroy those rocks, so as long as you're shooting yeah. it as it comes out, you, there's nothing. Yeah, you're in good shape. It's a nice a nice little breather after that hellish level. Yes, yes it is. You get a bunch of points for beating it, and you get to move on to Area 7. Yes, Area 7. Ben Galium. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's even worse once I now that because I know what the level is. Are they yeah, saying that this fire planet is like the pain of having hemorrhoids? I guess so. Um it sure feels like it, I guess. I don't know. Is Ben K still a product? I haven't. <laughs> you know, luckily, I don't I don't need to find out. Is it a brand? Yeah, well, level eight is Preparation Atrium. And uh, this is going to be one of the few times I say 
don't let us know listeners <laughs> if ben gay is still a product <laughs> but yes this is a fire level um you'll have fiery uh terrain kind of on the sides of the level at points yes and I it reminds me level. a lot of uh life force only worse yes it's why a, you hate it because of the non-stop waves of fire beams shooting out from the sides in ways you can never uh predict or escape from well <laughs> you have not only do you have those huge pillars going left to right that keep getting closer and closer together but you got to couple that with whatever these little flame worms or just fire uh tongues of flame you know at points where it's just constantly emitting from the left or right you have to blow those up or dodge them yep. while other enemies are attacking. There are these like square gem enemies that come down. And if you don't blow them up fast enough, they shoot about, I don't know, 16 bullets out in every direction. It's it crowds the screen so much. And the the fire, the fire makes it so you can't move. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I uh this level was something else. This was a full day, man. I just can't, like I remember being like, well, I guess I'm going to have to cheat, man, because it took me forever to get past six. And here, I didn't know it when I was playing, but I was getting like right in front of the boss every time and dying unknowingly. So I was just like, I don't know, man. Well, you get towards the end, in the middle of it. And then there's those like flame balls that as you hit them, they turn green. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if I ever destroyed one, but they just felt like they just soak up all the damage. They do take a bunch. Um, I blew them up, but I was like, what do they do if you leave them too long? Do they explode or something or? No, they just go away. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then like. There is this insane gauntlet of of fire pillars across the left and right that it was just maddening. Yes, it's it's really rough. Um, you know, the speed up helps or but you also like the fire floor, so to speak, or we'll say walls since it's on the right or left. You can fly through that and not get hurt. It's just the flame pillars. OK, which is weird. But sometimes I was able to like escape where I'm like, all right, I'm just going up through here. And then you get to a giant wall of flame in front of you. And what appears? <laughs> it's the moon. Yes. A crescent moon with a face, a really goofy one. It rolls left and right. And a wave of fireballs just spews out of this sun that you are dealing with. But you know what? This was, after getting through that level, you know, pretty easy. <laughs> yes. And the, the nice thing is there is no mini boss in this level. So if you thought this was the mini boss and then you defeat it, you are so pleasantly surprised that the level is over. That was me, man. I was like, oh. And then it was like, you're done. And I was like, oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The uh, I'm guessing this might be the artificial sun. It splits in half and you can fly through it. Yeah, pretty sweet. On to level eight. Yes, this is a weird one, too. I believe it is pronounced a sane asylum, but it's spelled U-S-S-E-I-N-A-S-I-L-L-U-M. It okay. took me a while to work. My, I was like, what is this? Is this a, a Saddam Hussein joke? Like, what's going on here? And you're in some sort of like techno world. Yeah, it's all you got like a bunch of green and blue high tech backgrounds. And there are giant mechs that fly in from the sides. Yes, and um, approximately one to two million laser turrets. Like those yes. ones on the ground, like there's so many. And a lot of these, at first, you're like, "Does that? can I blow that up? I don't even know that that's an enemy until projectiles emit from it because there's so much other tech stuff that doesn't do anything, you know? Yeah, um, although I found it like, you know, less uh, troublesome than the fire pillar area. So I agree. Uh, there is more mini bosses in this level to make up for none in the last one. And luckily, <laughs> I think they're all repeats. Yes, uh, they are. 
first you fight the the little planetoid again. Mm-hmm. It's no harder than the first time. No, yeah, pretty much the same. You fight the acorn soon after that. Also easy. And finally, what? It's that big red square one, right? Yes, like the machine robot thing. The machine. And once you've defeated that red brick of a machine, you get to move on to the last part of the level. And this I is mean, where you're going to use every bomb you have yeah, left. I was going to say, yeah, because I even when I had, you know, I especially want to say, too, when I was continuing so much on this level and the last one, like it sucks so bad to be like, I don't have any guns. Like you got to make you got to work your way up to get to these power levels, you know. Mm-hmm. And when you get to what you think is the boss area, it's confusing because it's just like a weird grid and like turrets are popping up and shooting at you. But you see this shimmeriness moving around the background yeah it's like it looks like it's under the floor yes and it turns out it is it's a strange squid yeah that will pop out pretty cool looking um it makes holes in the floor you want to keep destroying the turrets and just shoot this shoot it when it pops out it's not really that bad yeah round one of squid not bad at all but just like every good nintendo game Mm -hmm. it doesn't just have one form you destroy the squid and the entire tile set destroys and turns into this really cool looking crimson uh conduit or like piping area yeah yeah and then you're fighting the final boss and what would you say that is it's uh it's a crustacean kind of it's got a little bit of xenomorph to it i think but it's Mm -hmm. it's not colored that way and it has a like a tentacle arm that comes out and tries to stab you on the ground Mm -hmm. but the real danger is it's projectiles yeah, well, it shoots a lot at you. And when they, they shoot out, and then they stop, and then they turn into, like, homing lasers. They're the worst, because and they move, they only move left and right when they stop, right? It's like they'll yes. stop and then shoot in between them. So, yeah, if you, if you can help it, destroy them as soon as they appear. But. And if you destroy this uh, strange alien cre- crustacean creature, you have beaten the game. Yes, you saved Earth. They say, thanks to Gunnack, the invader is defeated and the artificial sun returns to its normal state. The threats posed by the invader are all cleared and peace returns to the nation. The nation of Earth? I guess. Uh, I love that at some point they tell you that the people praise Gunnack and make a strong path to preserve peace. Couldn't we all learn from Gunnack? Mm. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I also think it's funny that there's a, at one point they're like, no one knows what it was or where it came from, but it's right. gone now. Yep. <laughs> like, we learned nothing. That's just. Uh. Then you have uh, credits, which are some pretty funny credits. Yeah, you get like nicknames and stuff, but you also get real names too. You get real names, but you get nicknames like uh, someone is called a heavy sleeper. Yeah. There's a uh, billiards Mizuda. I remember uh, there was one, someone's called out for being a golfer. How dare they? How dare they golf? And then finally, you get a very strange screen at the very end. Did yes, you, you do. Did you see the screen when you I played it? I think so, yeah. Where it says, congratulations. And yeah. it has three women there crying tears of happiness. <laughs> and it tells you that you are the master. I wish more games told me that I was the master. The master. Well, you are the master. Tell that to my family at home. <laughs> no, please do. No. <laughs> please, but take my it. family. It is a... It's a a pretty goofy, but pretty nice ending for a game that doesn't have a whole lot of story going on. Yeah. Well, this is it. The final 
portion of our show, the review portion. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review system that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 3.5, bordering on four, to be honest I, with you. I gave it a four, but mostly just because I was so impressed about the number of sprites and the lack of flicker and slowdown. I agree. I mean, it was amazing how many sprites were on the screen, how much was moving around, and how many unique sprites. Like you said, there weren't a lot of unique patterns, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's just a, a interesting to see this many unique sprites in this type of game. Yeah, it's always something new to see and destroy. Uh, you know, music-wise, great music. It just, uh, sadly, I couldn't hear too much of it because of the constant laser blasting. <laughs> yeah. Next up is play control, and I gave this a 4.0. Okay. And that's before I knew about that po- that uh, speed thing. I, I went with a 3.5, but I, I could see 4.0 because it I, I really like it a lot because you get to choose your weapons, you power them up, you get a lot of neat bombs and stuff. But I, I just wish I knew what I was doing a little better. Yeah, you know? I agree with that. I was just, um, I never felt like I was out of control. Like I, I could always do what I needed to do. And I felt like it was my fault when I failed, not not the game. Yeah, definitely. Following that is Challenge Factor. I went with a 3.0. It might even go up to 3.5. <laughs> I put it at 4.0. Yeah, it's... I, I honestly feel like the first four levels are so easy. <laughs> like, And I mean, we should say that does come... This game has four selectable difficulty levels. I played it on the default uh, normal mode. Same. And that was really hard. At the end, yeah. But I think, too, it's one of those games that while I... I did this once and it did help, but I didn't have the stamina, I guess, to do it every time I played where I was like, I'm going to play through the old levels again so that when I get to this new level, I'm starting off powered up, you know? Yeah, that definitely would probably help. But because, man, it is you're fighting for scraps in those last levels trying to get your guns to level up and not get a different one, you know? Oh, I know. I know the hard the hard path that you must face (laughs) because I faced it. And finally, we have Theme and Fun. What did you give this, Eric? I gave it a 4.0. Me too. You know, I I thought that as hard as it was, I always wanted to come back and try to best it. Um, And theming-wise, I I was always really interested in what this next level was going to hold for me. What strange sights was I going to see? What weird world would I be on? Yeah. And, you know, the the variety of weapons always draws me in and... uh... And something I did want to say is that, you know, we did play Power Strike where you had like nine guns also identified by numbers, which is a little too yeah. much. Like, I-, I couldn't remember. You know what I mean? Here, I was like, if you're just going to use the numbers, I could keep five of them straight. So, mm-hmm. and there were certain points of every level where I was like, oh, this, this weapon could be good here or there. So, for me, that's always fun to try to strategize uh, your armaments for different levels and, st- and stuff. Agreed. And so finally, I ask, as I do at the end of every show, Nick, should you play this game? Yes, I think so. I said yes, indeed. If you are a fan of uh, shoot-em-ups, shmups, or Nintendo games in general, this is one to check out that is not on a lot of lists. Yeah, it's a it's a fun one, and uh, it's got a lot to offer. That's simple, but true. Next week's game will be Monster, 
in my pocket Ew. based on the hit toy series. Hey, there's a lot very more few than... remember. <laughs> there was like a cartoon and stuff. They were around for a while. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll learn more about that over the next week. Ooh. So find a copy of that game any way you can, folks, and play along friends. That's right. And if you know the solution to any of the mysteries that we encountered along here, exactly how does the power-ups work? Who is Archean D. Smith? Let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Please. Yeah, we'd love to find out because I, I do enjoy this game and I will be playing it again. And you can also get a hold of us on the Facebooks at Cartridge Command or Twitterverse at Cart Command, where we let you know when new shows happen. And of course, every week we go out of our way to say a special thanks to those awesome and fine folks that give us support at patreon.com slash cartridge command. They're awesome, man. They're they're the rabbit on the moon for me. You know, he's up there making rice cakes. Indeed. Uh, without their support, this show wouldn't happen. So we really do appreciate everyone that gives. And if you don't give already, please consider doing so. We'd love to expand the Cartridge Command empire and and every penny helps that you could give us. So if you could give a few more or could give any at all, we would really appreciate it. Yeah. If you're living in, uh, you know, planet Mega De Niro, throw some shekels our way. Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. So thank you all so very, very much. Yes. Thanks. And as always, Cartridge Commandos. Game on! Let's do it. Starting recording. Yeah, I found this channel, uh, or this YouTube channel, where they play a bunch of old Saturday morning where it'll just be like, here's a Saturday morning from 81 or 83 or something, right? And I, so I was like just looking like up all in a row. Yeah, it seems to be. It has commercials and stuff. Oh, yeah. You got to email me a link to that, bro. Well, there's the name one of the channel. Oh, dude, it's weird. I think it's it's just Moan Media, M-O-N-E Media. I, I'll, I'll send it to you, but they have this like kids superpower hour with Shazam, where it's this it's this weird show that has like crappy live action hero people doing like goofy skits in front of these kids supposedly i I, it's so weird but they do have a shazam cartoon but it's real weird because it's like just like the comic he never opened his eyes okay yeah uh and it just looks really goofy and it's uh i don't know i watched a bunch of really crappy cartoons recently nice i think we did we did a while ago we did one of those things where it's like every 80s cartoon opening song oh yeah yeah those are always fun yeah that's pretty sweet for sure 